Greetings and salutations, podcast listeners. Welcome to the Two Grumpy Music Snobs podcast, a show that features, well, two grumpy music snobs discussing a bevy of music artists while being, uh, I don't know, grumpy. I gotta work on the description since that mysterious Western wonder is giving us any pointers. Anyways, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Charles Higgins Jones. And alongside him is Horace Thompson, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, Horace, here we are again. Hey, I, I noticed something different about you today. What? Where? Your voice, fool, is different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the Western Wonder gave me a little tune-up, so to speak. But he advised me not to speak on it during the show. Of course he didn't. But enough of him more on today's topic. You see, I have to do a better job of pivoting the subject so I don't lose my day job. I thought this was a night job. What's the difference? Anyways, we'll be discussing Rolling Stone Magazine's recently publicized Top 100 Singers list. Whether they made some strong choices or not is completely up to your opinion, just as much as is ours, but we needed to spit some thoughts of our own to these gritty streets. Exactly, Charles. Once you get on the platform like this, you definitely have a major opportunity to have your voice heard. And that's what we're doing today, having our voices heard. But enough of our mumbling. Let's get on with this list as quickly as we can. Let's do this. Starting off the list at number 100, we have R&B singer Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. Rather interesting that she starts off on this list like that. Number 100, anyways. Yeah, she should be a little higher, but I'm not the one who made up this thing. Has Rolling Stone heard her voice? It's soulful. I'm sure they have, but who knows what she would rank if they didn't. At number 99, we have Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler. Aerosmith is one of the biggest rock groups of their time, and Tyler has a unique voice to say the least. I do think he fits here. Well, Dream On and Back in the Saddle is on my rock playlist rotation quite frequently, and I do agree on Tyler having a unique voice. It's hard to rank him in this list when there's 98 other names to go through. I'm going to have to agree with you, Charles. It's going to be a rough list. Now, speaking of 98, at number 98, Fleetwood Mac and solo rock singer Stevie Nicks. Eh, I think she should be a little higher on this list. I feel you, Horace. Fleetwood Mac is another monster rock group with some well-known songs. Modern-day TikTok presence aside, one of my favorite Stevie Nicks solo tunes is Stand Back. Very catchy song. Absolutely. I might add it on my playlist later. You're probably lying, but you may be right. Oh, come on, Charles. Give me a break. At number 97, Joe Cocker. Or so I would presume it's him since one list senses the cock in his er last name for whatever reason. It's even more bizarre that his last name is the only censored name from this entire list. Interesting. Same case with Stevie Nicks, and probably more names to come on this list, but Joe Cocker should have been a little bit higher. Now that's a very soulful voice. Joe Cocker sang terrific music from the soul. I do agree that it should be higher, but come on Horace, there's plenty of names to go. I'll be judging them hard, so remember that. At number 96, blues musician B.B. King. B.B. King's probably the only fit in the listing so far. I think his work as a guitar player overshadows his singing ability. True. If there was a list of the 100 greatest guitarists of our time, do expect B.B. King to be up on the hill list a little higher than a measly number 96. At number 95, Rolling Stone has R&B legend Patti LaBelle. Oh boy. Her singing style has been heavily debated on for decades, so I'm not surprised she's this low. But here we do love Patti LaBelle's vocal stylings and terrific outfits and diverse hairstyles. And some of her desserts. If only they knew she should have been a lot higher than this, but once again, it's their list, not ours. 
For us, this pick of LaBelle's ranking gets the first stinker of the list. Shout out to The Price is Wrong for providing us the sound effect. At number 94, we have Karen Carpenter of the pop group The Carpenters. You know I like some of The Carpenters tunes. They're a very melodic group, so I think she fits here. Very simple voice and straight to the point. It's a shame how she passed away at a young age. Her future career would have been bright, I'm sure. At number 93, we have one half of the Eurythmics duo and solo pop singer, Annie Lennox. She should be a few rankings higher. Very soulful voice. What says you, Horace? Same thoughts here. I like Annie Lennox, really. Long-lasting career with different albums and looks. She's an icon for sure. At number 92, we have Morrissey. I have to admit, I don't know much about Morrissey's discography, so you'll have to forgive us old heads for not having much to say here. Why are you putting me in your forgetfulness? Because you didn't speak up on whether you knew I this don't, artist or not? I but that's not the point. You know what, just move on to the next rank. With pleasure, Five Dollar De Niro. What? Anyways, at number 91, Levon Helm. Levon Helm has her head past tense, got some vocals on him, I think he's a nice fit here. You think so? I know so. Well, you better. I don't want you cutting me off when we getting high into the ranking. I would never. Anyways, at number 90, the Everly Brothers, a very influential rock duo. I can see the fit here. Will they be the only duo on this list, though? We'll have to find out. Possibly. Possibly. At number 89, Solomon Burke, a terrific soul singer who mixed multiple genres into one. Vocals-wise, he could be a little higher, but his legacy is undeniably honorable. At number 88, country musician Willie Nelson. I can see the fit here. Willie Nelson always had that smooth country tone and always got the job done. I believe the ranking works here. Remember to put On the Road Again on my popular hits playlist when I go to Chicago this fall. Can't you just save a reminder on your phone? Uh, I suppose. At number 87, Eagles member and musician Don Henley. Fine ranking here. Henley's a good singer that has some catchy hits. What more can I say here? Other than Hotel California was a jam. Or is a jam. I'm still alive in the present tense. At number 86, Art Garfunkel without his Simon. It's been a while since I've heard Simon and Garfunkel, but I do remember their different voices being standouts, so it's a nice little fit here. At number 85, Sam Moore from the group Sam and Dave. Soul Man is a classic and Sam Moore has a great voice. Soul Man is literally all I can remember in my old frazzled mind, so uh, that's all I gotta say here. But the rank fits, I'm sure. At number 84, Darlene Love. She sang that one groovy Christmas song. What's it called again? I think it was literally called Christmas. <laughs> well, those writers sure didn't know what they were doing with those titles back in the days, huh? Anyways, the number 83 pick on this list is rock singer Patti Smith. Hey, uh, I'm ashamed to admit that I mixed this Patti Smith up with another Patti Smith, except that the other one has a Y in her last name, and this list Patti Smith doesn't. Well, geez, Horace, you're throwing me off with all these Patties, too. I'll explain it later. Anyways, my mind is short sorking on her names right now, but I'm sure she deserves this ranking as she appears to be one of the major figures of punk rock in the 70s. So good on her for making this list. At number 82, Gussie Blues singer Tom Waits. Tom Waits is an absolute beast of a singer whose gravelly voice reminds me of one of my former pastors at the Second National Church of Christ in Detroit, Michigan. Don't look the place up, it's been demolished to fictional. But no issue with this ranking. Now, topping off the 80s numbers are two singers I'm familiar with but don't know all of their tunes, which will be a recurring theme for later entries, I'm sure. 
John Lee Hooker at number 81, and Frankie Valli at number 80. John Lee Hooker was a great blues musician, so his case is similar to B.B. King's case of having his instrumental work overshadow their vocal abilities. And didn't Frankie Valli contribute a song to one of those Travolta movies? Yes, Grease. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, these sounds alright to me. No problems with the ranks here. So far, the only major stinker from the rankings, in our opinion, was Patti LaBelle. Perhaps that'll change. Now, as we near the final 30 or so rankings on our first parter, one of us will count down each of the 10 rankings and our thoughts. Now, Horace, if you don't mind, kick us off. With pleasure. Now, we're in the 70s rankings, and the ranks goes as follows. Number 79, Mariah Carey. Number 78, Sly Stone. Number 77, Merle Haggard. Number 76, Steve Perry of Journey. Number 75, Iggy Pop. Number 74, James Taylor. Number 73, Dolly Parton. Number 72, John Fogarty from Creedence Clearwater Revival. Number 71, Toots Hibbert of Toots and the Maytals. And number 70, Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers Band. Mariah Carey and Steve Perry should have at least made the 50s or 60s rankings. Both have powerhouse vocals. The rest seemed like good fits. Sly Stone was a great musician. Iggy Pop was, or still is, the energetic frontman with abs for days. Fogarty, Toots, and Allman were impressive giants in their fields as well. James Taylor is good for times when you're mellow. Merle Haggard is good for times when you want some deep country flair. And Dolly Parton is just plain old Dolly. Charismatic and uplifting. You couldn't have said it better, Charles. Now, could you please take over the 60s rankings? Yes, I can. The ratings go as... Number 69, Ronnie Spector. Number 68, Wilson Pickett. Number 67, Jerry Lee Lewis. Number 66, Tom York from Radiohead. Number 65, David Ruffin from The Temptations. Number 64, Axl Rose from Guns N' Roses. Number 63, Dion. Number 62, Lou Reed. Number 61, Roger Daltrey, and number 60, Bjork. To break it down with the list, I can see the top-notch vocals in Wilson Pickett, David Ruffin, Axl Rose, and Roger Daltrey. Having four of these acts on a single stage would have been virtually impossible due to differences in genre and vocal style. I'm sure the microphones back then were thankful for my idea not being a reality. <laughs> or maybe they're not thankful. Psst, you don't know that, Charles. And you don't know that either, Horace, so move on and shove it. Feisty attitude today, huh? <laughs> well, anyways, Tom York, Lou Reed, and Jerry Lee Lewis are strong musicians with fine vocals. Ronnie Spector and Dion were big in the 60s for different styles, and, well, Bjork? I'm not too sure about her other than the fact that she was very experimental with her music. You should give her a shot, Horace. She may interest you. Is that your way of taunting me again, Charles? No, no, really, I was saying that she might really interest you. Oh. Oh, I, I didn't know that. We're down to the final nine entries on the list. Oh, right, right. Nine entries left. The remaining entries in part two better be worth the pick. These final ranks go as follows. Number 59, Rod Stewart. Number 58, Christina Aguilera. Number 57, Eric Burden, or Burdon. Number 56, Mavis Staples. Number 55, Paul Rogers from Bad Company. Number 54, Luther Vandross. Number 53, Muddy Waters. Number 52, Brian Wilson from The Beach Boys. And number 51, Gladys Knight. Without her pips, might I add. Thoughts, Charles? I think that Christina Aguilera should be a few ranks higher. It shows that Luther Vandross. Both have powerhouse vocal performers and tone. Other entries here seem just right. Mavis Staples and Gladys Knight are R&B legends. 
Brian Wilson was one of the most important members from the Beach Boys, a group that brought a new rock sound around the country. Paul Rodgers and Rod Stewart both have strong vocals in their bluesy rock fields, from Stewart having a string of great hits and Roger being good with bad company and his guest vocalist tenure with the remaining pieces of Queen nearly two decades ago is worth the mention. Not familiar with Eric Burdon or Burton, but I'm sure he's great too. Well, this is only part one of the list. In part two, the conversation may be a little more heated. Who knows? We're friendly and cordial one minute and then we're grumpy and snobby another. Good point, Horace. So do stay tuned for part two of Rolling Stone's top 100 list coming later this week. Did your favorite singer make the list so far? Were there any additions you would like to see in part two? Do you agree with the ranking so far? Please let us know what you think by emailing us at twogrumpymusicsnobspod at gmail.com. That is twogrumpymusicsnobspod at gmail.com. And follow us on our socials at twogrumpymusicsnobspod on Instagram and twosnobs on Twitter. We'll return with the conclusion of this list and more episodes to come, discussing artists ranging from Little Richard to Luciano Pavarotti. We'll see you on the next one, folks.